This is CliffCentral.com. Great leaders don't set out to be a leader. They set out to make a difference. It's never about the role, always about the goal. Lisa Heischer. The function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not more followers. Rolf Nader. Leaders who don't listen will eventually be surrounded by people who have nothing to say. Andy Stanley. A new and fresh perspective on leadership with younger faces leading the way. My name is Sasha Lee Gonzalez, and this is the Youth Leadership Platform on cliffcentral.com, brought to you by the Leadership Platform in association with Student Brands. They say leaders are made and not born. The question I have asked myself on many occasions is why society has perhaps subliminally created two set templates, either one which everyone is almost forced to fall into. You are either a born leader or you're not a leader at all. Is it fair? How can everyone around me have astounding leadership skills and capabilities and I've been destined to be a mere follower? What does it take to empower yourself and not wait for others to empower you? Well, joining me today are two young leaders who have, in my opinion, to a very large extent, epitomized what it means to make yourself a leader. And this is the narrative we're going to be going with for today's show, you know, making yourself a leader and not waiting for others to make you a leader or wanting others to give you the chance or waiting for others to give you the chance to prove that you can be a leader. So first up is Tabang Ramoroka, otherwise known as Abuti Rams. Yes. I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> An author, thought leader, keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, youth development strat- specialist, founding member, and president of Agape Youth Movement. And there's a whole lot more to this, but we only have an hour. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, Matsete Bale Tleane. Did I pronounce that correctly? Perfect. Lovely. <laughs> Public speaker, trainer, leadership coach, mentor, coach for national and international debating teams, and a whole lot more. But then again, we only have an hour. So we'll have to leave it with those brief introductions. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming through today. Thank you so much, Sasha, for having us. Thank you, Sasha, for having us. How are you guys doing? Listeners. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Proper. Proper. Is that oh, I'm cooling. I'm cooling down. <laughs> Just five <laughs> minutes ago. Really? Been featured today. We're excited to have you. Just five minutes ago, Tsetse, Matse, Matese Bale sure. was it's saying that. Tsetse <laughs> is okay. <laughs> I've been wanting to stick with his full name because like I'm getting it on points all the time, but yeah, we'll go with Tsetse. Sure. Um, Tsetse was saying that we're going to need to have fire extinguishers because of how hot this show is. <laughs> and I really do believe it. Like these two gentlemen, when they're together, they look like they have a lot to talk about. So I'm really excited going into this conversation. But do keep up with us during and after today's show by following at YLP Cliff Central on Twitter and Instagram and Youth Leadership Platform on Facebook. So now I'm truly excited for today's conversation. And I really want us all to really dive into a conversation that is centered around making yourself a leader. Mm. And this will include us obviously chatting about Agape's recently held third annual Chuane Youth Leadership Talk, which I'm really excited to chat about. Mm. So heading straight into it, Agape Youth Movement is an award-winning youth-directed organization that really aims to build young leaders and shape their leadership skills and capabilities. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Essentially? You're, 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 you're spot on. Mm, okay, that's that good. is what, in essence, Agape Youth, mm-hmm. youth Movement is. Mm. Great. So now, briefly take us back to where it all began and the inception, and why was there a need for Agape? Well, I mean, uh, the, the, the organization was established in uh, 2009 uh, by a group of you know, young, energetic um, people. Uh, who were coming from different um, church denominations at the time. Mm. Um, so they were, you know, in the Christian community. Um, and uh, I think, uh, hence the, 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 the name Agape, mm. which actually means the ultimate or the, you know, the, the unconditional love of God. Um, and we actually wanted to spread that uh, love through, throughout the community and not just, you know, you know, leave it to the church and, you know, just have it within our own space, but, you know, just spread it throughout uh, the community. So we started it, um, 2009, mm-hmm. um, it, were, it was eight of us, and, and um, we started in a small township called uh, Soshanguve. I don't know oh, if it's wow. bigger than Soweto, though, <laughs> uh, but I call it, I, I think it's smaller, <laughs> since I would call it small, township called Soshanguve in, in Pretoria. It's mm-hmm. in the northern side of Pretoria. So yeah. it started off there, um, and from there, I mean, we did a number of initiatives, but you know, it was really about empowering um, other young people, because we saw some of the societal challenges, and we said, how do 
become the solution within our communities because we are seeing a lot of people are talking about the challenges. We are seeing people who are part of the challenges, mm-hmm. uh, not part of the solutions, but who is going to stand up to become part of the solution. And we, you know, we stood up and we said we want to be part of the solution. And that's where it all started. And it, it you know, started in a, in a small way where we have, yeah. um, 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 you know, meetings every Tuesday evenings. So after, after, uh, our classes or, you know, after doing our chores uh, yeah. at home and we were just encouraging each other, giving us, you know, ourselves hope, you know, no, you, some of them, they were students. Some of them were learners in high school and wow. some were employed. You know, and, and, and that's where, you know, it started and it grew to become what it is today. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I mean, mm. you guys are nearly 10 years in. <gasps> yeah. How does that feel? It, <laughs> look, it feels, it feels great. Um, to be precise, we're turning eight in September. Yeah. Um, um, but you know, and I always say that, you know, after the number seven, after perfecting, <laughs> uh, you know, um, you now go, go into a new age, which is the number eight. Now you're starting all over again. Um, and it, I think, I feel that we are in a new start now. We're starting the organization from scratch, but now with a clear focus mm-hmm. and now with proper systems in place and, you know, now with a better team as well to actually direct it to the next five years or 10 years or I don't know how many years we would want the organization to last. Do you want it to last forever? It, it has to. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has to. Uh, we'll always have young people in sure. the world. Actually, young people make up most of the population mm-hmm. of most countries. And our inability to create initiatives that will enhance uh, that potential, uh, uh, then it means that potential will then turn into risk and countries will not be able to reach that. Mm-hmm. Not true. So okay. initiatives that... Uh, shall convert young people into becoming assets are very essential and should be given the, the, the special attention and assistance for them to can be able to do their job beautifully. Mm. Completely agree. So now, Tabang, at this, impo- at this point in time when you first, um, during Agape's inception, where mm. were you in your personal life? I mean, to take mm. on founding such an organization, there must have been some inner spark yeah. that pushed this. So what inspired it? What was the inspiration behind it? I know you mentioned mm. wanting to make youths, you know, part of it is wanting to make youths realize that they need to be the solution to problems that they are actually potentially mm. creating. But mm. you personally, what pushed you to do this? I mean, there had to be some sort of initiative. Interesting enough, how you know, I was doing my third year um, mm-hmm. at the time. And and while doing my third year, um, you know, it, it it was more about let me let me come together with um, some of the friends that I have within the community because we were seeing all these things that are happening within our community. And it's like, okay, how do we come up with uh, ways on you know creating solutions around um, society? But in my space at that time, I was a third year student um, in IT. Okay. Um, you know, I was also doing. Um, bit of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. uh, thing on the side. Um, so I was starting um, a company called Corum Web Solutions. And at the time, you know, I, I I had a lot of energy. I had a lot of um, you know drive to you know to do something. Always on your feet. Yeah, I mean, it was like that. And then, uh, and and fortunately, I had a group of other young people who are like-minded. And I mm. think that is very important to any young person that you always find like-minded people who could actually drive your your passion, you know, towards greater heights as well. So, you know, connecting with those those other young people who are doing amazing things in the communities. And it was, um, we didn't know what we were doing. Um, we didn't, didn't you? We how did you feel with Honestly that? Honestly speaking, we didn't even know how to register an organization. <laughs> That's just how sad it was. And it took longer for us to actually do that. So it, 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 it really taught us a lot because we started everything from scratch. Yeah. We didn't even know what is a constitution. We didn't know sure. where the offices sure. of, um, social development were because at that time we were registered as an MPO. Yeah. And, um, we didn't know what, what to do, where to go, who to talk to, to do what. We didn't even know our counselor, our what counselor. That was the most scariest mm. thing. And sure. at the time, sure. you, you, you know, all these things. 
So we had to learn everything ourselves. We had to ask people questions. We had to do everything ourselves. And I think at a certain point in the organization, we decided to go and do a research survey mm-hmm. within our communities, different communities. And we said, we want to understand what are, what are the challenges that the young people are actually facing so that we don't dictate on them the programs that we want to design. Okay. And we said, what are the challenges that you're actually facing? And Oh, we don't have a facilities, facility center. We don't have this. We don't have this. And oh, okay. Okay, let's see who can talk to and get you know our heads together to come up with solutions. And that's something that you know um, happened. But um, we started off not knowing anything and not knowing that the organization would get to this um, stage in 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 our lifetime. Yeah, but um, it was all through you know also prayer as well. You know, yeah, it helped a lot for us to always you know be on our knees to understand that we have superior power than us. Um, that actually helps us to maneuver things around. So yeah. the spiritual side was definitely, I mean, integral. Pivot. Most definitely mm. towards you know the development of the organization. I mean, we we had um, what we call cell meetings, um, you know, where we'd open and read the Bible and get oh, also wow. motivational books as well. Um, those people who are writing motivational uh, books, we collect the material and then we share. We borrow each other books. You know, we open like a small book club. Motivation as well. club. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. So those things happened. I don't know about you guys now. Are <laughs> you <laughs> still doing these things? Are <laughs> you still opening book clubs? And that's what we were doing. Actually, and how that's how we actually, you know, empowered our minds actually to become, you know, um, better young people in society. Are we better? I think we are. Yeah, <laughs> ten years on almost, and sure. look, yeah. I mean, must be better. <laughs> so now, Tete, what was your involvement? How did you? How did this come about? How did Tete become part of Agape? Um, youth leadership. Mm-hmm. You asked a beautiful question earlier on: Are leaders born or made? You know, no, I, I, th- I think it's a, it's a bit of both leaders really? and also made. No men. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm keen on, on, on defending this position. Go that for I'm it. Taking. So I think that no one teaches you to respond, uh, to challenges around you because that's what leadership is in essence. It is responding and it is action orientated response. So this is how I started. I I am from Limpopo, a yeah. township just outside Polokwane called Lebuahomu. Okay. That's what you say. I'm a, I'm I'm a boy of Lebuahomu. That's cool. And from my from my township, I also was pulled towards youth development, and I had my little initiatives that was taking place in Lebuahomu. Like like Abudiram started during his university days. I also started during those days. In okay. uh, during my our recess, I was studying at the University of Johannesburg. I'll take my dad Sparky. We'll visit the local high schools. We'll give them uh, career guidance brochures and all those other things. And 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 it, when you start, you know, our 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 journeys are more or less the same until they they, they met and we started walking the same path. Mm. You never know what you're doing, and mm. as time goes on you then realize that this is not working and then you explore another possibility and you grow from strength to strength and in 2013 there was this new initiative that recognizes young leaders from communities that are passionate about social change called yeah. activate leadership change drivers wow. i read a newspaper about this thing young people in communities across the whole country can apply to this thing you're being given 27 days of training that teaches you about youth leadership that's where i met abuti rems and there that's when we realized that we are in the same space and when i started working as a as a, as a junior professional i moved to pretoria from johannesburg and abuti rems then called me and said, hey, chief, you studied development studies and, and, and communications. We need uh, someone that will come in and, yeah. and, 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 and assist us from that perspective. And that's mm-hmm. when I joined. That was in 2014. And since we started, we have been revamping and developing this organization to one which can, can be resilient and effectively just bulldoze all these challenges that young people are faced with. Absolutely insane. So now, Tabang... On your side, thinking that there was obviously a gap, as you mentioned earlier, mm. um, as much as the churches were doing when Agape was formed, mm. um, you thought, obviously, you thought that there was a gap along with the eight people. Sure. So now, um, thinking that there was a gap in what was being done to help our youths and their leadership skills and knowing that the Agape vision is to empower youth to participate in positively transforming Africa, mm. do you truly believe our youths can transform Africa? Most definitely, Big I think we have the capabilities yeah. of doing that. Yeah. We have the we. we I, I always say, um, I quote a friend of mine called Sanele Zulu, who ah, always says, "The that, legend himself." Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a very great oak, um, one of the youngest inspirational speakers in the country, mm-hmm. doing amazing stuff. He he likes to say that 
young people are not used are not useless. They're just used less. <gasps> can I repeat that? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Go for it, just go for repeat it, young go for it. people are not useless, right? They are used less. And that's something very pivotal that we need to be capturing as, as, as a society that young people have the potential, young people have the drive, have, young people have the passion. They just need activation. Secondly, they need the, an environment, an enabled environment for them to thrive. They have potential, they have the gifts, they have all the talent, they have all the, you know, all the passion. And you can see all this passion even when they dance. Have you seen how black people dance, eh? Oh! <laughs> you know, the faces, Talk you about know, it doing, all the time. Uh, all, I mean, that, that, that passion that they have when they're dancing shows you, tells you a lot about, you know, who they are. And what else you know, lies they have, them. What else? Yeah. Yeah. And you also have to look at it. How do I... I Tap into that untapped potential And that's something that we are lacking in society That how do we actually root out that element Within themselves And that's something that we are not doing So young people are not useless But they're just useless So we need to, we need to activate them yeah. And you know he mentioned something about Us meeting at um, Activate Leadership yeah. And that is a program Beautiful program that was you know uh, Conceptualized to help young people Who are doing incredible work In, in, in their communities But to train them now to do beyond and collect, collaboratively work together towards you know achieving greater goals. So some of them they are in education, some of them in in health. But mm. you know, how do we all bring them together to to work towards you know eradicating all the challenges or combating some of the challenges they have within the community? So we have the potential. We can transform Africa. It's possible. We just have to unite and work together. Sure, we can transform Africa. Most mm. definitely. Okay. So then, what made you think that? Agape would do things new and differently in terms of striving towards achieving this. Uh, what makes Agape different? Agape explores innovative. Agape explores innovative uh, youth-centered approaches mm-hmm. where we are. You know, there's this thing of treating young people as if they are they are containers, in the sense that we must come and they're just these empty vessels into which we must deposit all these things that we want them to contain. Mm-hmm. They are not uh, involved in in, 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 in in creating solutions of their own challenges. And Agape starting from a very early stage in high schools working with learners that you are actually the captain of your vessel. So we are doing this thing in different, different in, in a sense that we are providing young people with skills one, to identify their challenges and two, to can be able to do something about those challenges. Mm-hmm. And then also tap into an, the, 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 the topic of innovation. How can they solve current situ- uh, s- s- problems in a way that is not common or usual, but very effective? Yes. And, and I think that is one thing that we, 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 we want to, to utilize and also trying to see. We are exploring ways through which we want to use uh, digital uh, solutions mm-hmm. to, 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 to to implement youth development. Everything is going online. And that is also another route through which Agape wants to implement youth development. We're taking youth development online and I think in that way we can touch the whole Africa, as we've mentioned. We can't be in every country, but if we are online, we are by default in every country. You can reach every country. <laughs> there we go. Mm. Okay, mm. so now tapping into the personal side of this, I'm sure there must have been some moments that you obviously went through Along this almost almost ten year journey in growing agape that really tested your your inner leader Tabang. Mm, sure. So <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. So here comes the fire. Um, mm. someone bring bring an extinguisher. <laughs> so now I know that you had it tough in your younger years. I mean, I've heard various interviews of yours, and you know. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, yes, of wow. course. Okay. Back <laughs> of course. Cool. So now mm. I do consider you to be a real leader because. Not only did you, you you didn't just climb a ladder, you managed to simultaneously climb and build a ladder for yourself despite the challenges you faced. So what have been some of the ways that you managed to channel any frustration and fear and challenges that you had, all of that built up in you? How did you channel that into leading and believing? Core to the tabang and the awitirams that you have um, and people see today, is the spiritual aspect of him. Mm-hmm. The grooming comes from there. I come from a background where a, 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 an aunt of mine um, really sharpened me to become the young man that I am today. And she only did that through spiritual you know, um, teaching. 
um, teaching me to become a better young person um, in society, to respect other people, to uh, understand that people um, are part of who you are. And I'm part of the you know people as well so she she really groomed me in that in that sense and and i think i always had that in 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 mind mm. when i always want to do something so the challenges did ca- came um and and one of them you know which uh, you know i don't tell that much um because some people are like i lying to other <laughs> <laughs> but you know um <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and i always say that you know some some things are for people it's it's you can't describe them how they happen i mean i i i was then employed um for a good eight months and after tesha before even graduating mm-hmm. i i you know i got an internship and from the internship i was employed for three months and in that space um the organization was actually collapsing it was going down the drain um mm. because um young people were then migrating some of them were getting you know going to school some were going to you know different provinces and different countries and it was it was a, a time where then you know the organization was just collapsing somebody yeah. had to rescue the organization at the time and no one was actually st- coming up and stepping up to the challenge um and that has really um distanced me from the families my immediate families I lost friends and uh, and relationships <laughs> as well, mm-hmm. and it it has really hit hard. Yeah. Um, and I always say that uh, when when young people want to get into the space of development, that are you sure that you really want to enter into the space because you're going to lose people, you're going to lose close friends and friend and families and all these people who are around you. So, but throughout that journey um, of losing f- um, some family members, were saying like, "Why are you doing all this thing? You are you are you are an A student, um, and you got a job before you could even graduate, and you had all these things figured out, and you were the last hope of the family at the time. How did you come to a conclusion that you have a calling?" To develop people How does that happen Because we only know Callings in church What are you believing in Tabang uh, Yeah <laughs> What is that yeah. What is that Because I mean We know callings of pastors We know callings of whatever yeah. In church But what is this thing of yours mm. Are you called to develop other people But the first time When I was then nominated For men of the year Um in 2013 by um, another radio station, um, the, one of the SABC radio stations. And that's where they actually took it seriously. Like, hmm, so you're onto something, eh? Hey? Okay, okay. So <laughs> they, they start taking pictures now and oh, <laughs> in family gatherings, they want to be part of this. Okay, okay, yeah, my brother was on TV, my brother was on radio. And, and then, and then that's when, you know, I saw that, um, you know, development is not really easy and it's not nice, but you need to have, the, you know, the groundwork. The groundwork is spirituality more than mm. anything else. Connect with, you know, higher powers than yourself because you cannot rule your life. Unfortunately, people then they can. Mm. Um, there's higher powers than who we are as individuals or as beings. And, 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 and I think that grooming, you know, helped me and shaped me, but also learning a lot, learning a lot from people and learning a lot from, you know, even the, the youngest child on the street walking around, you know, making so much noise on the street, you know, they, you can learn a lot from that child, you know, persistence, you know, a baby that is crawling, yeah. you can learn a lot. There's a lot of lessons that you can draw from society at large. And that's some of the things that really helped me to do that. And I, I'm a constant learner. And, and when I, when I see that I don't know anything, I'm like, I humble myself. Like, I don't know this thing. And, and I remember when, when I met this young man here <laughs> and I, and I said, you know what? I, he knows stuff that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just have to humble myself and say, you know what? This guy, he's been in the strategic, he knows communication. He studied communication. I need to humble myself. Although I'm a digital marketing guru at some point, but this one knows communication and corporate communication and how do we actually present the organization? I need to learn from that. And I think that's something that we should be, you know, taking as well as as, as human beings to learn as much as we can. Are we allowed to have fear in pursuing the unknown and uncharted waters? <clears throat> Is it? <it's>, <laughs> I don't. Th- I, I don't think you, it even gets to a point where you decide whether you allow or not. Uh, I think fear is is a part of of each and every person as a human being. It's an emotional response to external stimuli that shows you that this is potentially dangerous. Sure. You are entering into a, into, on, onto onto very thin 
thin eyes. Mm. Uh, fear is that indicator within each and every person. But you then decide that I have it, but I'll not listen to it. You so don't decide on, on the presence of fear or not. Sure. Uh, Nelson Mandela once said that uh, the brave man is not he without fear. But the one who fee, who, who feels fear mm. and, 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 and triumphs over it. So all these great men and women that we see doing something at the back of their heads, they're thinking that this thing might just actually crumble <laughs> before my, sure. my, 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 my sure. face. And that uh, little fear that you have within you, it's something that keeps your heart to beat faster. And at that moment, you then feel alive and you shall go forward. <laughs> Powerful words. So, Tabang, you once mentioned that what Agape Youth Movement aims to achieve is to instill confidence in young people to become authentic, innovative, and most importantly, ethical leaders. Yeah. So drawing from this, I think, my, me personally, I think the general approach that I see nowadays in terms of leading is aspiring to become a leader at any cost, Okay, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. oftentimes mm-hmm. I see that the very, 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 very basic morals and values um, that we all pretty much have by virtue of being human beings mm-hmm. are thrown to the side. And it's a case of I don't care who I have to trample on. I don't mm-hmm. care what I have to do or who I have to throw under the bus so long as I am the leader in the eyes of others. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's almost a type of surface based approach to leadership. Mm-hmm. Would you agree that this is often the approach taken? And what does authenticity mean to the both of you? As thought and established leaders? Hmm. That's a very difficult question. Sorry. Um, do I have to answer it? Yes. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Look, uh, being authentic, uh, and let me pick it from the, the last question. Yeah. Um, authentic, mean, it, 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 for me, it means that I need to know who I am and stand my ground in whatever I do. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of in terms of whatever situation that I find myself, I need to be authentic. And authentic means I have to be real with myself first before I can uh, show people who I am. I need to be real with myself. And people will accept me the way I am and who I am. And, and if they don't? Well, I mean, hard luck. Um, they have to accept that I am who I am, and mm. and what I what and and what what they perceive of me does not really change who I am. Yeah, and that it that speaks to authenticity. Um, it says I, 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 I want to become this person. I am this person. Um, and you have to accept me the way I am, and that's being authentic. Just to say, and 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 I, I think you mentioned something about um. An ethical um, leader, you know, it is to say that amidst all the the, the challenges and I'm surrounded by um, leaders who are doing other things that are not in line to, you know, the values of Ubuntu or anything else. How do I become somebody who can be trusted? How Mm -hmm. do I become somebody who people can rely on and depend on? Mm. An ethical leader says, uh, I'm wrong. And I admit that I'm wrong. Responsibility. And you take responsibility for that. And I think, you know, something that, that is always missing in, in our society right now, and especially when a lot of people are, are crying about leadership mm-hmm. in the country, is that we don't have leaders who admit that they are wrong. Even if you are not wrong, sometimes you just have to say that you are wrong to let people, even they can try to bulldoze <laughs> you, right? But just to say that I'm wrong, you know, it humbles people. And when they're at that level, have you seen when you're in an argument with somebody, yeah. right? And then that, that person um, is just aggravated and like, yeah, you're doing this, you're doing this. And you, you just say, I'm sorry. Humbly so. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. And you just say that. That takes all that level that they are, cloud nine, wherever, yeah. <laughs> that degree that they are. And just takes them down. Yeah, but you, you must not do that. Eh? You know? I still want to argue with you because you're admitting that you're wrong sure. when you know you aren't wrong. And sure. like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the arguments are started down. But you're sure. right. How much can it solve just by admitting that you're wrong? Look, it, 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 at that point, it just lowers the temperatures mm-hmm. um, so that you can have a decent conversation. Um, you cannot have constructive conversation when you are heated. You cannot have, um, in, you know, proper solutions when you don't um, have your emotions calmed. And I think that's something that that is important. So you need to, when you are going to engage, you have to engage at a level where all of you guys are understanding that I'm from this position and you are from mm-hmm. that position. And how do we find a common ground? And that's, you cannot create a common ground without stabilizing the situation. Yeah. And that is critical. So sure. what happens afterwards, I think the magic will come out, especially when you are calm. Yeah.
culture of today, where does lack of authenticity and ethical cognizance come from and how do we combat it? Why is it in the culture today where there's, there is that lack of authenticity and ethical, you know? I think uh, back to basics. Okay. Somewhere along the way, we lost it. We must, we, we might have lost it. Mm-hmm. And because culturally, as human beings, we learn from each other. The, the, the current true. generation will learn from, from the, 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 the generation that precedes them. And if one generation generation loses it or takes a detour, then the the remaining one will see that as the way things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I think the issue of leadership is a relational uh, uh, business. It's all about the leader and the people that are supposed to be led. Whether they lead from the front or the back, it's another story. And authenticity. <laughs> Yeah. Comes in the sense that what you promise these people or what you present yourself to be mm. is what your actions prove you to be. But in most cases, what happens is they come out, they say this, they act something else. And people now see leadership positions as, as, as platforms to enrich, to, mm. to, 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 to enlarge themselves and mm-hmm. their interests. Mm. And, and subconsciously, even in, in, in our generation, we find themselves looking at a leadership position, putting yourself first, other than the people that are supposed mm. to be leading. Mm. So that's why I say we need to go back to basics to a point where young people now need to start learning leadership. And that is where we can take it back to its origins. We have schools. In high schools, we have uh, what you call the, uh, the, the, the representative council of learners. Yeah. That is where leadership starts. You start in leadership being a class representative. That is where leadership starts. And whose interest are you saving? And if you can get the young people at that basic level where your responsibility just to make sure that the classroom is, is, is locked, mm, that mm. it is not about you being seen as the superior person yes. because you have a key. Or we making people to do things that you want because you are in a position of power. Mm. It should be about the interest of the people through you. And until we get it at the, in our skulls that we are actually in service, mm. then leadership uh, is, is not going to be something that it's supposed to be. We are in there to serve ourselves through the people's consent. They put us in positions and then we get in there and we are doing all these things for ourselves. So, but even the people must be, must be conscious enough to decide mm. on the type of people that they put in positions. True. Because sometimes we are not critical mm. enough. You know, analysis. Professor Vuzukumet uh, in his inaugural lecture as mm. the president of, uh, as the principal of Tabombeki African Leadership Institute, in his inaugural lecture, he speaks of critical consciousness, thought leadership, and thought liberation as a way through which Africa can be set on its feet. Wow. The public must stand because it is the responsibility of the public and the people and the masses to put leadership in positions. So tomorrow we, we're going to stand here and sing uh, the, the, the songs of their downfall as if when we're being placed in mm. there, we never thought about it. The but reality <laughs> and the authenticity, whatever that, uh, I don't know why, I think I've never lost the story. Yet. The realness of these people, mm. ne? You can, you can see it before these people are being placed in position. Yeah. Because some things will always spring out. Sure. Yeah. Whether there's uh, people that will not even apologize when they're in a position of power, you can see it before you put them in that place. True. And then you decide, this is the person that you want to put in place because uh, he has expressed that he can be real through uh, all, 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 all situations. Mm. Absolutely powerful. Like, I don't even know what to say. This is real <laughs> leadership right in front of me. But now, obviously, I mean, we're running out of time here. And we, there's something that we really need to chat about that's important. And it's just taken place not so long ago. And that is the um, Chwane Youth Leadership Talks. So now this year, the third annual Chwane Youth Leadership Talk took place. And Agape Youth Movement partnered with the city of Chwane uh, and Tabo Mbeki Leadership Institute to host the third annual talk and the theme was now we are here so take us through the thoughts on this theme what this actually entails and the talk itself what is this annual talk about and what does it allow young people to do i'm going to keep on coming back to you to repeat those questions go for it uh what is this all about why are we now here we are trying to challenge this notion that young people are leaders of the future 
Okay. We are now here. This is the future. Mm. If there's time for us to exercise our leadership potential, our leadership agency, it needs to be today, irrespective of what age or what level are you as a young person. Now, Agape Youth Movement realized that development is has to be systemized. We mm. can't just go out there, make noise, and young people then are developed. We need to have programs in place. Yeah. As Agape Youth Movement, we've developed a a learner leader program called hashtag Matapele. Matapele is a Sotho word for leader. And hashtag then speaks to that, which I, I alluded to earlier on about the digital, uh, saying that we want to then be able to go into schools. That's where we find most of the people. That's where youth development in essence happens uh, through education and skills development. So we're saying, how do we have a program through which you can develop these young people? But we can't just go into their schools and give them programs through which they can solve their school challenges mm. that are relevant to their age. At some point, they also need to come, meet each other, exchange ideas, express views on some of their challenges. And from there, we will have this, this cohesion of where young people believe that they are a group and they're facing some of these challenges together. So in Swani Youth Leadership Talk, it's an initiative that was started in 2000. 2015, where we felt the need to bring young leaders from different schools together and engage with prominent leaders from society. Mm-hmm. In the first year, we had the Deputy Minister Butima Namela from the Presidency coming to engage with the, with the learners. The second year, 2016, we had uh, the Deputy Minister. Yeah, the Deputy Minister Honorable. Uh, and Vasuti. And this year we had member of parliament, honorable Mbuseni Ndlozi. These are leaders, irrespective of what political party, we're not interested in those things. These are leaders in society. And how is it that they can come down and engage with these learners and share their stories? Where did they start? What were the challenges? And this is where these learners can actually realize that this thing of leadership, it is not as as, as, as out of, of this world as we thought it is, you know, it starts really at, at, at our level. And it is really an aspect of this program called hashtag metapele, where we're going to schools, we give them challenges, they implement these activities, they come back. But at the Swan Youth Leadership Talk, they come, exchange ideas, express views, and we just have a dialogue, uh, which is action orientated so that when they're going back to the schools, mm-hmm. they're fueled up and then they can then be able to mm-hmm. implement. So it's very basic. I mean, very much when you spoke about the fact that, you know, very prominent leaders come and share their stories and their challenges faced along the way with the youth. It's mm. very basic. It's not very um, extravagant. Yes. And this feeling where, okay, well, I can't attend this because I'm not going to know what to do and I'm not going to know. Mm. Very basic. It's, it's, it's very basic in the sense that we are dealing with learners that are still in the basic uh, education <laughs> level. And yeah. how wonderful is that? So, and another thing is when you look at a lot of inter, uh, leadership development initiatives, they're focusing on, 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 on young people that are over the age of 80. There we go. And, and who is really going? And another focus of, of Agape Youth Movement is who is going into townships and rural areas? If you can look at the, the development of youth, of, of youth in the country, mm-hmm. it is mostly concentrated around suburbs and cities of because course. that is where funds uh, can easily go. There's no logistics of going into a very rural area in the Eastern Cape or Limpopo. Who is going to a, to a small village called Matome in, in Limpopo? Who's going to, to, to a village in, in Mulechi? Who is going there? So Agape Youth Movement, we want to go into these spaces because that is actually where uh, there's there's a vacuum of youth development because mm. no one wants to go there. And when there's this vacuum, these young people are going to turn out the way that we don't want. Mm. And they're going to come to the city. And all these criminal activities that we're seeing in the city were not created in the city. They're created from somewhere. And they'll tell you that crime is liquid. It moves. Don't think that the crime because it's in the city, we must create youth development in the city. No. The people <laughs> yeah, that are true. going to be uh, uh, doing crime in the city, they're coming from somewhere else and that is not where we are looking at. Mm. And, and Agape Youth Movement is trying to also look, let's go into townships, let's go into rural areas and, 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 uh, and implement this youth development initiatives and get them to be hyped up. Young people must be activated. Uh, it is a sad story that there's actually a lot of young people that could have been made leaders because, but no one made, gave them attention mm-hmm. and they went and became leaders uh, in, in activities of crime. Because even that's why the South African police services are having sleepless nights. The people in that are doing crime, they're leaders in they the respect leaders. those people. That's why they're making all these people not to sleep. Mm. Uh, you will see uh, the, the, the minister of, of police. They're fighting. Who are they fighting? They're fighting people that are leading. Who was supposed to convert those people to, to be positive leaders? I remember one high school teacher of mine, Mr. Mpasele, will say, young people are still in great. And say, young people, it's either you're going to be, it, it, it's a given you're going to be leaders of society. But you can be a leader 
doing crime, a crime or a leader doing uh, contributing to the well-being of the county. How we deal with you today as educators in the school, we are then channeling what type of a leader tomorrow you're going to be. You're going to be a leader that is robbing banks. Those people are leaders because they know what they're doing. They're masterminds, yeah. Yeah, so if you can just pull those people and channel them into the positive side while they're still young, boom, you have Agape Youth Movement. Imagine what would have happened if all those people that have played a role in, in Abuti Rem's life, all those people that do not have play, play a role in my life, where would Agape Movement be? The Agape Movement would not be there. And where with all those people that are benefiting from Agape Movement today, where will they be? So, all these uh, glamorous rhetorics that young people are potential will never be materialized. We'll have people that are sitting on other t- uh, parts of the continent or other parts of the world writing articles about the youth population boom of Africa <laughs> being a risk, mm. taking down Africa that they're supposed to be taking forward. Mm. What were some True. of the most important <laughs> discussions that we had? Uh, this is, it's insane. It's so powerful what's going on here. So now, what were some of the most important discussions that we had at this year's talk and your thoughts on the input mm-hmm. that was that were given from young people. Well, I mean, uh, the, the the biggest um, message that always comes out is the the challenges that they have faced. I mean, we we give these young people who are part of the program um, tasks, and we give them projects to implement in schools. Um, so it is to say to them, come up with the um, the challenges that you actually encountered. Um, what are the solutions as well for uh, for the for the for the challenges that you encountered, mm. and then you share that with other young people who are in the room. I mean, we had about twenty-seven schools in wow. there. Um, so we had a group of hundred, one thousand two hundred learners from different schools, wow. and and those schools then were contributing. We did this from our pro, from our school with a certain project. We were able to do a sanitary pad campaign. We were able to do this to you know mitigate a certain challenge. Mm. And then the, then the second part of it was to now have an intergenerational conversation between the ones who have made it. Uh, is it the right word? Those yeah. who have made it, <laughs> who have arrived. Those who have arrived in leadership <laughs> and the younger ones, you know, to say, um, what, what lessons can we draw from you, you know, and, and the, 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 the you know, the keynote was then given by, um, Buisen and Tosi, where he was then conscientizing uh, the learners at that age to say, what, what, what solution can you bring to society? Mm. Whether, uh, don't, don't wait for you to exit grade 12. At that age, from grade 8 to grade 12, you know, what can you do, you know, to contribute towards, you know, the development of this country? Are you thinking innovatively and are you, you know, sharpening your mind towards, you know, finding solutions for the economic challenges that we are faced with and all the societal challenges that we are faced with as a country? And that's what we, what the conversation was actually driven to. And it was a very exciting young people were then, you know, coming from the side and there was a debate section of it, um, where some of them were saying, no, the problem is with government. The problem is with number one. (laughs) And then, no, it's not number one, it's number two. (laughs) And and then how do we actually find solutions around that as as well? But it it was interesting that also the educators themselves then were also posing the questions to the department because they, the, 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 uh, basic education was there as well, and mm-hmm. also the Houting education were there to to you know um, give their input in terms of their role in development within the education space. And and interesting enough is that um, the you know the conversation was more of how do you find solutions more than we have this challenge we have this challenge we have Focusing this challenge on the problems, yeah. it was it was more driven to the, the solutions so we have seen in the, in the past it was you are not doing this you are doing this you are doing this but now it was more of okay let's find ways look we are faced with the situation that textbooks were not delivered in Limpopo but yeah. what other ways can we do can we call corporate to help us can we call whoever and who do we know and you know ideas were then exchanged within the session and it was a very powerful and impactful program on the day and you know, I learned a lot. Mm. You know, after even you know, I felt like I was I, I was I was in grade ten or grade seven. You humbled yourself. Oh, it was it was an amazing experience, honestly speaking. And I yeah. wish that we had such sessions, you know, in our time sure. <laughs> when we were in school. Yeah. How was it for you, Tete? Unfortunately, on that day, I was. Uh, you I was were not a, available. I was not available. Oh, I was, yeah. We had a family funeral back okay. in Limpopo, but uh, online through online. I could feel the okay. spirit that uh, filled the room. Mm. You know, my colleagues posted videos of the event, and when you had the learners sing "Yo Solo Moon," and the the whole uh, uh, J.K. Matthews 
a hall was <laughs> Jay Matthews hall was vibrating with young with young people's voices shouting together as one that that took me i was available for i was i was there the past two events but i was not there this one and in the past youth leadership events we had about 200 uh, participants mm. this was actually a year we, we topped the number yeah. to 1200 mm. actually i think next year we must fill the dome <laughs> <laughs> why not to speak on leadership yeah so i i i believe that this year was also we are growing agape the movement is growing the initiative is growing yeah. we are we are not there yet I think we also need to be honest. Uh, we mm-hmm. still need assistance from government agencies. We still need assistance from the private sector. Yeah. The Agape is a non-profit company that is not getting funds from anywhere currently. Uh, it is currently working on volunteer-based. The young people it's not a, it's not a, a membership-based uh, organization, mm-hmm. but young people that want to contribute administratively to the running of Agape Youth Movement. So I also make a call at this present moment to young to any person that is in a position where they want to affect uh, young people mm-hmm. to to be in contact with the Agape Youth Movement because on our own. We cannot do these things. We are saying we are available to implement youth development communities, but there are certain resources that we need that without we'll not be able to reach out to more people as we'd like to reach. People, people, people. Yebo. Biggest resource. So now, the Motapele, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, hashtag Motapele. Hashtag Motapele, (laughs) Learner Leader Program. (laughs) It's an initiative, as far as I understand, it's an initiative by Agape Youth Movement that pretty much aims to make youth the solutions to their problems, in essence. Um, So I feel there is a considerable lack of understanding in terms of the how of involving youth in problem solving and solution finding. So how is this being achieved through this program and what does Agape have planned in terms of the leadership program? We are working with government, Department of Basic Education mm-hmm. at district level with selected schools in selected districts. And our focus is on learners that are in leadership positions within schools, primarily being the representative council of learners. Mm-hmm. And what we then do is it's a, it's a three-phase program. First phase, uh, introducing young learners to, to leadership and different topics, wow. uh, innovation, uh, leadership, and uh, finding yourself as a leader, the, the, the administrative or the management side of, 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 of leading an organization or an initiative project management. Those are some of the basic things that these young people do not have. And after workshopping them on that, we then unleash them into the school to identify a program. It can either be in the academic, it can be an academic-based program, it can be an extracurricular-based program, it can be an infrastructure-based. You know there are problems of water and schools because mm. pipes are leaking. Uh, it can be an issue that deals with other things and we, 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 we then get these learners to develop an initiative that is based in their school to see how they can they can solve or tackle those challenges and at the end that's when they're going to then showcase their projects and their solutions and how is it that they're going to carry what is their exit strategy into the following year basically that is what Agape uh, Youth Movement's hashtag Matapele is doing in schools. We're still at the very 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 early stages mm-hmm. of this program we now have selected schools we have not yet opened it up to all schools okay. so we're still even testing some some aspects because we are trying to to use an, an innovative approach mm-hmm. we don't want to, to make use of cut and paste approaches yeah. which is something that is responsible for youth uh, development projects not working because we are utilizing models that have been developed in 1997 and they, 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 maybe they, they worked then but they're not working now young people are on whatsapp they're on facebook they're on twitter so how do we make use of currently available resources to tackle the challenges that are there today wow okay so now last two questions Briefly, how do you think young people could better equip themselves to unlock their leadership potential from the both of you? Hmm. Briefly. Well, confidence is the biggest uh, thing that is on my mind right now. Sure. Okay. Um, no matter how gifted you are, no matter how, no matter how wise or how skilled you are, if you're not confident about yourself as, a, as an individual, you're not going to do anything. I mean, look at the confidence of Somisi. Uh, mm. No matter how nervous he is, and sometimes you can actually see it like he's nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just has to, ha- you know, 
be from buying and do all those things. But uh, but confidence is the most critical thing in everything that you want to achieve, and it is. And and like you said earlier on, and I keep on stressing this: being authentic. You know, mm. be yourself. Don't try to copy Beyonce. There's already Beyonce. We don't need another one. Sure. Um, there's already Rihanna and the likes. We don't need more. We are fine. We need you. Give us you. Be authentic in everything that you do. And you know, just be honest with yourself. Mm. When you when you are getting it wrong, just be honest with yourself that I'm getting it wrong and get help. Don't be afraid to call nine one one. Or what do we have in South Africa? Ten triple one. Ten triple one. You know the songs that we <laughs> get from America. Consumers. <laughs> Um, I'm going to write on what the, the president, uh, by the way, Abuti Rems is the president and CEO of Agape Youth Movement, the fastest growing youth-led organization in the southern hemisphere of Africa. So when he speaks <laughs> about confidence, uh, mine also joins mm-hmm. on to that. Yeah. Confidence in this regard, I would like to position it as a means to an end. It is a, an instrumental value mm. that young people utilize to can get the work done. But we also need the end to which this means is taking us. Mm. Now, what is this end? So young people, we are passionate or we are concerned or we are disturbed by a number of different things in our community. And I think that is where leadership starts. Mm-hmm. You want, you must respond to something that is happening in the, in the community. Don't turn a blind eye on things that are happening. I remember in, in 2008 when I started with development, I wanted to solve the issue of global warming. And uh, so one they must be able to respond. And then two, find ways to build their confidence. How do you build your confidence? Through youth leadership initiatives. You don't need to be part of a program. Just become a class representative. You will learn something there. That is something mm-hmm. that will build the confidence that you sure. that Abutiram is talking about. But yeah. don't just have a confidence and not have an end because you will, ha- you will be an unauthentic leader. Mm. And we don't want to be that now, do we? Mm. So now, in order to keep up with the conversation and with what Agape Youth Movement is doing, Sure. Where, where can people um, contact you and what are your social media details? It's pretty easy, hey? Apart from social media, but you know, you can go on Google and type Agape Youth Movement, you'll find all our platforms. But for those who just want to go on <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> on Facebook, we are Agape Youth Movement or, you know, at Agape, uh, at official AYM, official AYM, even on Twitter, at a official AYM, on Instagram, at official AYM, on LinkedIn, Agape Youth Movement, all these platforms, guys. So, and, but, you know, the easiest way is to go to our website as well, which is, um, you know, we're slowly making it a resource center. Mm-hmm. Um, just look out for the updates that are coming through by the end of the year. You know, it's going to be a very powerful site that has all the resources to help even other organizations apart from helping individuals. So the website is aym.org.za for the traditional ones. We can just say www.aym.org.org.za. But you know, for the new ones, it's aym.org.za. Very simple. Absolutely (laughs) amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've really had an enlightening talk with you guys. And I hope that the listeners are going to feel as enlightened and as inspired as I have felt during this conversation. Thank you so much. So we're heading out now, but catch us same time, same place next week on cliffcentral.com at YLP Cliff Central on Twitter and Instagram and Youth Leadership Platform on Facebook. For now, goodbye. This is cliffcentral.com.